Welcome to the 158th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we will be talking about it. Today, probably not talking about it. Probably not talking about it. Folks, we are recording on December 14th, and this is a little bit of a casual episode, a little bit of a catch-up episode. Uh, Carlos and I decided to put a pause on the regular content to... uh, you know, just diverge. We haven't been doing a lot of banter lately. And we also were thinking that a lot of you might not have a lot of familiarity with Carlos uh, prior to him joining the show. And I, we kind of thought that maybe a lot of you might know him from being around on the Internet or maybe doing some of his game work or his videos. Uh, maybe some of you knew him from Video Game Break before. But, you know, I'm guessing there's probably at least a few of you who don't know who Carlos is. And I'm sure it was a little bit weird that we kind of just jumped in. Uh, after Corey left and away we went. So we're going to put a pause on that. We're going to pump the brakes a little bit, uh, get to know who Carlos is uh, and just kind of just shoot the shit a little bit. We haven't been doing a lot of that lately. So we'll do that uh, this episode. Uh, and we will also be dipping in a little bit just to talk about the recent game awards that were just on TV last night as of this recording. But before we get to any of that, let me introduce uh, my co-host and the guy who I have no clever intro for this week. Carlos Rodella. Nice. Then you can't like get it wrong because it's like, you know, it could be anything. I Yeah, you know, I we kind of are just doing this off the cuff and I did not prep. So that's what we get. I will have something clever next time. I know. I like the clever thing. So, yeah, let's let's look for it. Um, no, yeah, I'm glad to be here. And I want to talk about the Game Awards because they were pretty fun. They are pretty fun. I only saw them peripherally, peripherally. Uh, as I was on Twitter, I saw people reacting and I was kind of following along, but I was in the middle of doing something and I could not watch them. So I'm going to be relying mostly on you because you did watch them, right, Carlos? Yeah, I, I kind of always go into this like uh, past game journalist mode of like, OK, if something's happening, take notes, <laughs> you know, uh, it's and, a good habit. Good yeah, habit. Yeah, yeah. So I took notes like kind of in order uh, and I just thought I'd run down some of the uh, things that I thought were cool are interesting or big game announcements or announcements in general and we can run them by you and see what you think that sounds perfect to me so go ahead um whatever notes you have let's run through those i think we also have a list of who the big winners were etc etc any thoughts reactions we'll just kind of do it you know uh quick and dirty and then we'll roll on to like a different tone in the conversation but let's start off with this okay so positivity and here we go cue the game awards welcome to the game awards that's not what happened uh, <laughs> I thought that was a clip from the show. Yeah, yeah, that actually was a sample. Okay. Uh, I actually loved the beginning because there was a – they did the thing well, – I think they did it last year and a couple years ago of they had their own orchestra there at the show. And they opened with uh, churches performing a song. And, and the lead singer – we don't do the homework. Forgot her name. Don't know her name. She Is had, her name Church? She's Church from Churches, yes. <laughs> she, uh, Church – had like the death stranding like black oil on her eyes and the song was beautiful and it was really cool and epic and i'm full of emotions right now for things we'll go into some other time and it was really just kind of a cool epic intro so i love that um early performance and then uh humankind got announced which is game a game like civilization and do you play many of the Civ games? Are you a Sim guy? I'm actually not a Sim guy. Like, I don't play a lot of PC games, and I feel like a lot of those are on PC. And just that style of game where there's, like, a lot of menus and a lot of things to balance and, like, you know, working on economies and stuff. Like, I nothing against it. It's just not my jam, not my speed. But you did like Frostpunk. 
I haven't played it yet. It's oh, actually coming. Okay. It's actually coming from GameFly. I got the notification today, so I'll be playing it soon. But uh, I haven't really clicked with a lot of those actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because I didn't know what it was, and it just looked like another Civilization game, but it was a, a new IP called Humankind. And then they put out a great trailer uh, for No More Heroes Three, which we've been waiting for that for a while. Do you like the No More Heroes games? I think they're really incredible. I totally don't like them at all. I think oh, they're, shit. They're, they're, they're trash. I don't like them. I think this might go poorly. This whole this, this is gonna be fine. This is gonna be good. It's good that the listeners can get a good sense of who you are and who I am. Oh, I know. I, I'm gonna say one thing, and you're gonna say yeah, yeah. garbage fire, and I'm gonna say another thing, and you're gonna say I don't care for it. That's how it's gonna I mean, go. I mean, maybe, but I, I've I've been on record for a long time as thinking that uh, Suda Fifty One is one of the most overrated dudes in games. Like, I just he has a great rep, and I really don't think he earns it by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm just not a fan of his. At it's all. fine. I just thought the trailer was really interesting and unusual. I'm always uh, connected to the unusual or weird. Listeners can get to know that about me. I definitely love anything that's weird. I will play the game based on its weirdness value. Uh, sometimes just that alone. Then, anyways, minus that, they talked about the Final Fantasy VII remake and showed a new trailer and said it's coming out in March, finally. Finally? God, it's been like, what, 1,400 years? 14,000. It's been 14,000, yeah. (laughs) It was like we emerged from a cave and they're like, okay, the port's coming. Yeah, yeah, they said. It was was weird because that was before Final Fantasy VII, the original. They knew they were going to port it before it was even done. Yeah, yeah. Fucking bizarre, those guys at Square Enix. So March is coming out, and that was kind of a good crowd-pleasing announcement. Are you going to jump into that? I don't think so. Weirdly enough, I love Final Fantasy, but I want Final Fantasy 16 because I played the shit out of 15 and very much loved it. I was like, it was my whole world. I really did not do anything else besides play that game. Wow. Yeah, I, we haven't talked about that on the show, but that was an epic game for me. Did not even plan on even really thinking it would be that big of a deal, but... Including the ending, which I can't talk about because I don't want to spoil it. But really love the ending. And, yeah, I want the new game. I don't want to go backwards for this particular game. Right on. Right on. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, I I played 7 when it was new. I assume you've played through 7. I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You must have. I mean, you know, everybody in our age has played it. So, uh, I mean, I thought it was okay back then. I mean, pretty, you know, I, I like it less as the years go on. Um, and now it's like, I mean, I kind of want to just go back to it to see what they've done with it. I... I kind of lost my taste for JRPGs, but this is a really big project. It's been coming for a long time. So I, if, if nothing else, like not approaching it as a fan, not approaching it as someone who consumes a lot of JRPGs, but just as someone who like remembers it from back in the day, I'm very curious to see what they've done with it now. And I'll definitely check it out because it looks beautiful and they definitely are using parts of stuff they did in 15, right? When it comes to engine and combat and stuff. So yeah, I do like that universe. I'll try it. I'm just not like super psyched on it i hear you i hear you i'd rather have 16 um then we have xbox series x announcement oh man that was nuts dude i saw the memes come flying out of that like a lot of people were showing the new xbox so okay so is it the xbox what is the official title because it's already confusing it's xbox sex which i know is what everybody calls it now but xbox series x Okay, so the, okay, that's okay. Got it. Series X looks like a little PC tower, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks just like a PC. It's like a mini PC, or like the uh, what's the one? Apple made one. Uh, it was like a Mac that was like, like a, a cube sort of cube a thing. tower, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a little rectangle tower. 
I mean, honestly, like maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. Maybe this will cause some controversy, but like, I think it actually looks better than what the Xbox looks like now. I'm like, okay, that's an improvement, I think. So <laughs> at least that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, the Xbox One X is like massive, just, I don't know. I don't really like the design either. So this is, I guess, in quotes, sleeker. But here's my biggest question for you. The announcement happens, and I was a little surprised. Didn't really expect that at the Game Awards. But then I was like, wait, but what is it? Is this Xbox Scarlet? Is this what they were talking about? I believe this is the Scarlet. I think that's what they... We're saying that this is this is what we can expect in Christmas of 2020. This will be their new flagship. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they did say 2020 holiday, so that makes sense. But then I've heard through the grapevine so many different new SKUs are coming for Xbox, like uh, a version that's just digital, right? And yeah, I, I heard that too. And yeah. so I don't, I really, and even though Phil came out, I didn't, I was confused on what they were showing me, and they didn't really talk about it in in any real sense. So uh, cool, I guess, but it really didn't shock me in a big way. I mean, I heard the controller has a better design, which is great. I don't, I mean, the, the current Xbox One controller is okay. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely better than when you had like the original Xbox controller. I don't think it's as good as the 360's controller. Um, so I'm looking forward to a redesigned controller. I think, it, I mean, honestly, I just straight up think it looks better because I think the X, Xbox One has always looked like garbage. I have the original OG model. And it's so fucking big, dude. I have it oh, sitting yeah. in a box because it doesn't fit anywhere. You can kill a man with that. You can literally kill a man with that. It doesn't fit inside my entertainment center. It doesn't fit anywhere. And so I have it on a box next to my TV because I just don't, I have a, my box on a box because I can't fucking fit it anywhere. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I got to say, even though Xbox has really turned around, like I really feel like they're heading in the right direction right now after completely screwing the pooch um, at the launch of the Xbox one. Um, I, you know, I mean, if past history trends are to be believed, they're going to be the ge uh, generation's leader next time around because whoever's in first place inevitably fucks themselves over and like drops to second place. So like, you know, 360 was way ahead of the PS3, Xbox One's fucked themselves over, PS4 like pulled miles ahead. And now that PS4 is acting all kind of like full of themselves, it's time for Xbox to pull back ahead. So I'm guessing that the Xbox sex box will be the the main yeah. the main jam for a while i mean how do they not see that though coming it's sex box come on it's right there i know right i know seriously so um yeah of course i'll buy it anyhow like it's so funny how so much controversy and questions come up and who what side are you on if you like video games and experiences i just buy everything so it's like silly like uh that's just my take so, of course, I'll get it and, you know, I'll check out the games on it. But I don't really have, like, super high hopes right now besides uh, the Game Pass, which does look really cool. So I might get the Game Pass later on. Yeah, Game Pass has been good. I'll get it, too, just because, you know, I'm the editor of a website. I need to I need to be able to play everything. So I'll get it for sure. But yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Moving on, uh, a very interesting surprise for me, and I was very excited about to see it, was the trailer for Hellblade 2. Dude, what a surprise. I don't think anybody in the world thought that game was going to get a sequel. No way. I mean, it really was a self-contained unit, like a really interesting story and take on mental uh, issues and stability and, and kind of living through that world with someone experiencing that stuff. And that felt like, again, a standalone thing. But the graphics and the idea that they just showed in the couple minutes of the trailer, I was like, oh, I'll go back to that. I, I was just very surprised to hear that was even a thing. So I, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I might. I mean, of course, I'll play it at some point. But uh, yeah, very, very surprised by that. I totally agree with you on that. Super surprised. And I'm in because obviously that first game, um, you, li you liked it. 
I'm sure. I did not play it for very long. I got to come uh, back to it. I didn't finish it. Oh, I, I just definitely got busy. finished it. It's one of those ones where it is definitely that you need to finish it so you understand the full arc of it kind of game. Yeah, I, I put it on hold because I was too busy to focus on it, and I felt like I wasn't giving it my full attention, which I felt like was a a, a, a disservice to the game. So I just I got to come back to it when I get some time. Yeah, with headphones, it has to be headphones. Or does it? Okay, so just side, this tangent, tangent. Like I, you know, as game critics, I'm sure you know, Carlos. We we rep for accessibility. We have a large contingent of people who read our reviews who are either deaf or hard of hearing. And I, you know, a lot of people have said that if you can't hear that game, it's just not even remotely the same experience. And I didn't have headphones at the time, was not playing with headphones. And I got to say, I kind of resent that, like, you need to have headphones in order to, like, get the full experience out of it. Just me personally, like, I mean, people can make whatever game they want to make. I'm not trying to censor anybody. But I just was like, I I don't want to have headphones on. I don't, you know, I just, I don't want to play it like that. And it's weird to me that they focus so much on the audio that there's no other way they can portray those same effects through visuals or through game design well i'll say so. this i think they do portray it through visual and a lot of it is uh told through visual it's just that i know because i watch a lot of the developer diaries that yeah. they really wanted to have the voices inside your head and it's like difficult to do that in too yeah. many ways right because they really wanted to put the person in the shoes of what people are experiencing when they feel these kind of episodes so it's tricky but i would say this I don't think it hurts it fully because there's so many visual cues and stunning moments in that that I think you can get a lot out of it from just that. I'll have to go back to it, but like literally everybody on Twitter was like, "Oh, you're missing, you're missing the whole. Don't even play it if you don't have headphones on." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna play it then." So, okay, whatever. Well, you I'll should come back try. To it. It. Go back. I'll to come it. back to it. I'll come back to it. Uh, Godfall got announced, which is a brand new IP for the PS5. So it was one of the first and. Maybe only games at the show that said they were coming out for PlayStation 5, and it looks cool. Nothing much to say about that. Uh, Wasn't that from cool. the Borderlands people? Maybe. Gearbox? I feel like that's a Gearbox game. Yeah, that sounds right. I didn't do research on that. I don't do either, but I just remember people talking about it, and I don't think I like any games that Gearbox makes, so I don't think I'm excited. Well, it looks cool, and also PS5, so I was interested. PS5, sure. Bravely Default 2, that's a very good RPG. Right? Didn't Wasn't play it? it? Didn't play it. Didn't play it. Um, I hear it's a very good RPG. I don't think... Uh, did I play it? I might have played it for a second, but it was on 3DS, I want to say. Right? I believe it was, and I think it's also now on the Switch as well. Okay. Yeah, I think I played it for a second. I liked its mechanics, but I never really got into it. But all my friends rave about it, so they announced the second game for that. Uh, I think was really cool is throughout the whole show, they did these little stories uh, about game dev and indie game dev and different kind of situations where people are in different locations and uh, games about women and games in different countries. Did you see some of that stuff? That was I thought that was pretty cool. No, no. I just I just picked up little bits and blurbs from Twitter. I, I did not actually have time to sit down and watch the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, it was just cool to put those throughout the whole show, uh, and I just put a note down just to talk about how I like that. I mean, any sort of little mini diary or just kind of – talking about how games are made and like you said accessibility or uh, people making games in different countries and uh, different you know religions and ethnicities and you know women making games which was one of them and, and one little clip was about a guy uh, suffering with depression and that kind of like his escape into making a game about depression those are great like just more of those please so I hope they continue that trend for the next show Right on, right on. I mean, you can probably relate even more than most because you actually are working on a game. 
I am. I am working on a game, and we'll uh, maybe talk about it at the end of the show. Got some updates. All right, all right. Control said they are going to do DLC, and it's available now. You can download it now. Uh, I was so pissed when I heard this, dude, because Control is great. I don't have time to play fucking DLC right now. I was like, no, I don't want to play this. I, I really want to, but I don't want to right now, so... I was very, I was very disappointed we didn't get more warning because I would have liked to have worked it into my schedule. I absolutely can't. That's so funny. We're so opposite. I'm like, I want people to surprise me, and then I'll go download it and play it immediately. Like that's, I live for those moments. Did you go play it? Uh, No, but I read because I deleted it from my PS4 for to to save me some room. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And so as soon as they announced that, I went and re-downloaded it. So. Uh, I might actually try it tonight because I had not gotten to it because it was something I'll tell you about at the end of this um, note section here. But I I started another game, so I couldn't get to it. But yes, I was excited, immediately re-downloaded Control, uh, a beautiful game, and I wanted to see what they have. By the way, it's not a campaign. It's just more like challenges, you know? Oh, really? I thought it was like a little side story or something. Is it not a side story? I think it's just challenges, some sort of like, yeah, I think the uh, okay. the real DLC comes out later. I will skip that then. I don't, I'm not, I don't go in for challenges, but I, I thought it was a story piece, and I really want to see... Uh, if I, It feels like they're going to set up for an epilogue DLC, and I thought that was it. But if that's not it, then I'll wait. I don't think it is, but it's also not just like challenges within the same world. I think it's like you go to a new section. I didn't do any research. We don't do that here on the show. Uh, prologue was announced, the new IP... It looked beautiful. It was nothing. It was just like the woods and it looking beautiful, looking at the woods. And then they were like, playprologue.com, sign up. And that was it. And this is the guy that made PUBG, right? So I've heard that this is a total departure from anything that you can expect if you think this is going to be like PUBG Part 2. I've heard it's totally not related, not the same, don't expect a Battle Royale, anything like that. This is just like this guy... Uh, player unknown or whatever setting off to do something totally else that's cool and i'm into it i mean i'm into anything uh new from that game developer just in anybody in general but i i like the fact that it looked like just hyper realistic and fuck i don't know what this is (laughs) i don't think anybody knows what it is i'm starting like (laughs) trying to prove like why i like this i'm like i don't know i can't tell you why i like this you can just you, you enjoy the mystery of it. I like the mystery of it. That's exactly what I meant to say. There you go. There you go. So pay, if you want to check out the mystery, it's playprologue.com, and you can sign up like I did for I don't know what. <laughs> something. Sign up for something. Uh, Fortnite made a big appearance a couple different uh, times of the night, and one of them was for Star Wars. Uh, don't care. That came out today. As a oh, man. That was, that was crazy. I did that event today. I oh, wait. Know. You I, do care. You're a Fortnite person. I mean, I'm a sort of a Fortnite. I mean, I I, I play it. I, I'm not like living, eating, sleeping, breathing Fortnite, but I play it pretty often with uh, a couple friends online. I play it with my son, and I like to kind of keep tabs on it. And today's Star Wars event was crazy. It was so slammed. And you you logged into the game. Uh, the Millennium Falcon had this battle with TIE fighters in the middle of the battlefield, and then it landed. And like J.J. Abrams and Jeff Keighley came out of the, the Millennium Falcon, and they talked to the people in the crowd. They showed a clip from the movie that was a brand new clip from the movie. And then at the end, you got to choose uh, what color of lightsaber you wanted to use for the upcoming Star Wars challenges. thought that was pretty cool. And everybody got a free TIE fighter at the end of it. I thought that was awesome. So it was very cool. First time they've ever done something like that with people like talking interactively with the, uh, the crowd. And I mean, it was nuts. Like the servers were 
fucking dying. It was it took me forever to get logged in, and there was all sorts of lag and stuff. Apparently, this is like their biggest uh, turnout event ever. So they're doing all sorts of neat crowd interaction stuff over at Fortnite. I like what they're doing. Well, that's what he talked about in the Game Awards. He talked about creating a metaverse is what he called it. And he's like, let's uh, actually, we really want to make Fortnite this place where anything can exist in it. Which, by the way, just prints the money. Because <laughs> if, if they create this like place where it is essentially second life, right? But for every single brand ever, and they already have a user base of like a gazillion people. Yeah, I mean, you can fit anything in because anything goes. It's all, I mean, number one, nobody really gives a shit about the story anyway. But it's just like, you know, multidimensional. Anything can pop up. And so they've had Stranger Things. They had John Wick. They've had Star Wars. They've had uh, The Avengers. I mean, they can fit anything in there. And it just, it goes right along with the rest of it. So I think that is real smart design on their part. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, how do you beat that? You know what I mean? Even if you're building a new sort of um, Royale type game or whatever. But these people already have like access to any sort of new IP and they could just yeah. bring it into the world. So, I mean, if you're big enough to get a Star Wars exclusive and the fucking director of the film shows up to be in your game, no one else can step to that. I'm just sorry. You're just, you're just not going to do that. So they're in a league of their own. They are. And I do like that idea, though. I really do like the idea of bringing the real world stuff in. Because, again, I remember that from the Second Life days and all those kind of virtual uh, world games they made where you would go in and like watch a weird like 2D screen, it would turn on and all of a sudden like a video would be playing. Uh, do you remember all that stuff? Uh, a very little bit. I did not dip into that very much at all because I've never been much of a PC guy, but I did kind of keep tabs on it. So I know what you mean. I, I've seen some of that stuff. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Actually, there was uh, this really cool thing that never got caught on, which was like you put your desktop in a 3D world on your PC. And so you're like all your stuff would like your computer screen and stuff like that would be like a mural on the wall. Anyways, that's a I won't go into that. That was a really weird time for me. <laughs> I got high this one time and then I thought about this stuff. <laughs> it was real. It was real. It was a 3D Are you world. Sure it was real? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And my computer and my world was inside it. Anyways. Oh, anyway, anyway. Someone listening, tell me what I'm talking about. They they probably already know. Uh the Muppets were at the Game Awards show, and normally that could be really stupid and corny, but it wasn't because they joked about the goose game, untitled goose game, and then the goose showed up. And it was uh, Beaker and uh, the scientist guy. Whatever. Bunsen Honeydew? Yeah. And they were like just messing around. And Beaker, of course, was freaking out and trying to like wrestle the, the goose. And I was laughing. I was like, fuck, man. The Muppets are funny. Like I, I kind of miss like old school Muppets. I grew up with that show. And oh, same, same. Yeah. And so that was actually really fun. But the problem was that was like, so cool. But then they were introducing like, like Impact Game of the Year. And like Grease one, and like that's like totally a different type of like vibe. You know what I mean? Impact Game of the Year. What does that even mean? Like it was like the biggest splash. No, it was like kind of um, like the biggest emotional impact or the biggest kind of um, oomph on you, the player. Like one of the games is that game where you just send letters to people. I forget the name. Oh of it. yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I haven't played it, but I know. I know the game you're talking right, about. Right. So yeah. there's that one, and there was Grease, which is like this just beautiful thing to look at. And I think was Concrete Genie in there. I'm not sure, but that has to do with like emotional stuff as well. So okay, okay, I get you. That kind, but it just didn't fit the vibe for Muppets and like the goose freaking out. That doesn't seem to even fit remotely. So I didn't like that they, you know, uh, mixed those together. But I love Muppets, so. I don't mind them coming back to the show if they want to come back. 
Uh, the show talked a lot about Magic the Gathering Arena. I don't know what that is. I don't really care. Uh, I mean, I know what Magic is. I used to play a lot, but I don't play it online, and I haven't kept up with it. So, I mean, that's like its own its own thing. Some of the people I listen to on a different podcast talk about it pretty often, and they're really deep into it. So I guess if you've kept up with it, that's really exciting. But I, I fell out of Magic like a long time ago, so I just... It's, that's like a lifetime ago for me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've played it before, but it's just, yeah, it's not something I'm into right now. So uh, they showed a really interesting double dragon type game in VR. It's called Path of the Warrior. And I thought that was very inventive because, yeah, just doing some sort of like combo punches and playing a game like that where you're just going, you know, in one direction fighting enemies like a double dragon game, but in VR. I hope they have a. I mean, I hope the game is more creative than that title, Path of the Warriors, like the most boring title you came up with. I also think it might just copied another game because I'm sure there was a game called Path of the Warrior. Is it just? Is it a one-to-one mapping with your fist? Did it look like, or like, what were you? What's? I mean, so the first person, I'm assuming. Yeah, first person, and yeah, your fists are just like punching in the air, and it's like, but the characters are like more, not 2D, but that kind of pixel art. And oh, okay. Uh, not even that pixel. I can't even remember fully, but. It just, they were kind of cartoony in their kind of style. And it was like combos and stuff, you know, like punch, 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 combo, like you would do in Double Dragon. Yeah, 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 gotcha. I thought it was interesting. Cool. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima had a really cool trailer with an orchestra, and the orchestra came back, and, and it was very beautiful. Like, real leaves were falling down from the the, the stage there. That's going to be a bitch to clean up. <laughs> nice. That's what you think of. Hey, man, I, <laughs> I just... I was doing home improvement here in my house right before we got on this podcast. And I tell you, man, anytime I do anything here, my number one thing that I think about is how much of a mess is that going to be to clean up? Because I hate cleaning stuff up. And, man, if it's too much of a mess, the answer is no. So, well, dudes who had to clean up them leaves, I'm sorry. Well, we apologize for the all the leaves, guys, who had to oh, clean them up. But yeah, What a shame. I'm, that's terrible. I We didn't have to do it, so we just got to watch it, and it was really cool to see. And I love the orchestra. I, I just want them to bring that back every year. I think it really can make a – it just makes kind of the impact of something even greater. I was going to say impact. We've been talking about yeah, impact. Yeah, impact, impact. Green Day, speaking of impact, Green Day played, and I was like, I don't care at all that Green Day's here or they're playing or they're somehow in a video game. By the way, I don't even know what they were announcing. I think they were just there. <laughs> They just showed up and played a set for reasons. Yeah, for reasons. And also, I was like, wait, Green Day Rock. As I start like hearing the first song, which is, was it Welcome to Paradise or something? And yeah, I was like, fuck, they still rock. They're like our age, right? And they're Which is old. Which is really old. Ancient. Really, really old. <laughs> we are old as the as the hills. Is that how they they don't know? Yeah, says some that. people say that. Some people say that. Well, we but are you have to be old in order to say that saying. It's an old saying. So Green Day is also as old as hills, and they rocked. So that's all I, I just wrote down. Green Day rocked on my notes because well, they then were, they're, by extension we also rock. Ooh, we do rock, and we're rocking right now. There we go. Rocking into the next thing, which was Grimes, one of my favorite artists ever. Do you know I that? I love Grimes. I love Grimes. Yeah, I've been following her since she was just doing those little pedals on the ground. And like live performances, just making weird sounds. And I was like, I'm already into that. So like, do give me more. And then I've just followed her whole career. And I, I mean, here's a little secret fact about me for the listeners. Whenever I do paperwork, whenever I do like accounting at home, whenever I balance my checkbook uh, virtually, because I don't actually have a checkbook, but like when you get online to like see how much money you got, I always have Grimes on. I always listen to Grimes when I do that. Something about doing the math and doing 
really boring ass paperwork seems to call it interesting crimes to me yeah okay yeah she's super inspiring to me and uh like genesis and oblivion those are the ones that kind of got me into her and then um, but is she is she not hanging out with fucking what's his name that fucking asshole dipshit yeah she, she dates uh, elon, elon musk, musk so oh, who cares fuck. who oh, cares man. Oh, one degree less cool it doesn't change the music at all uh anyways she did a performance but it really wasn't a performance it was more just like um she was doing an ad with cyberpunk because she's in the game right so right. it was a it was a kind of like interesting setup where she was connecting herself to computers and things like that but it wasn't like a true grind performance like you know musically i don't think but she did release her new song by that by doing that which is called i can't pronounce it 4 a e m 4 a m or something and i guess it's just 4 a m with an e in it and it's a very interesting different sound and i've been liking all of her new music so it was just cool to see her even for a second and she's gonna be in cyberpunk which makes the game even cooler i cannot even fucking wait Super excited, super excited. But just to get back to this thing for a second, isn't Elon Musk like way older than Grimes? Oh, jeez. I mean, he's a vassal. I, I can't stand Elon Musk. But she seems like a lot younger than him. Is this? Is there something? There's an age going difference. Not. Nef- I mean, if you call age difference nefarious, people. I mean, I realize she's legal, but it seems like she, that he is like way older. I mean, I could be wrong, but you look at that guy, and you look at her, and I'm like, mm, I don't think you should be dating her, dude. Well, we could do the math later and figure it out. If that'll make oh, you feel all right, better, all right. I, it might, it might make you feel worse. It will probably make you feel worse. Also, who cares? I mean, I kind of. I thought we're a yes and here. We accept everything. Whatever yes you want to do. Elon Musk is an asshole. I take every chance I get to. No, do no, it no. Right you know, can't we? What's it called? Uh, there's an age difference, and people like get into that. It's like I a, don't know. There's oh, a, is that a fetish? You mean? Yeah, there's a thing. It's oh, a maybe thing. it's like a May, May, December sort of a thing. Wait, May, December. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you have like one person's a lot older than the other one's like a May December romance. I don't I've never heard the word you You've saying. never heard that? Oh no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, look it up. It's it's a that's a, a May to st- what? Like May and then forward slash December. Because like one is like real late in the year, so that's the older person, and May is pretty early in the year, a lot not too early. But that means they're pretty close in age. It doesn't make any no, sense at all. There's several months apart from May and December. There's like many months apart. Months, so, I mean, but it, not years. Well, it's just the concept. I mean, look it up. Google it. I Google don't. Wikipedia. I don't want re- to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't like it at all. Okay, moving on. Reggie uh, was there, and they kept um, he, they kept like teasing that Reggie's coming up next. Reggie's coming. Up. I was like, I don't. I mean, he's a nice guy. He seems nice, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, he just announced the Indie Game Award. But what was interesting is he said the Indie Game Award is the most important award of this entire show. And I was like, cool. I like I like that statement. Okay, good emphasis. And he was saying that basically everybody who's working on Fortnite or any of these big games or Nintendo, whatever, they all started here. They Everybody did. So there is no more important place to start and no more important award than the Indie Game Award. And I was like, Reggie, okay. good on you. All right. Feeling the vibe. Feeling the vibe. Yeah. I don't remember who won. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. What a fucking jerk. <laughs> uh, that is actually the truth, and I have to look Are it up. Are you serious? Oh, sh- okay. Well, you got to look it up now. Gotta I know. I will, I will. I'll do it. I'll put it together. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> that was the biggest left turn you have pulled on the show so far. I, You know, and I love indie games. It was just I was I saw the joke there, and I had to go for the joke. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dis- right. Disco Elysium won. Oh, yeah. I've heard that's amazing. Haven't played. It's coming to PS4 next year. 
and I will one million percent play it on PS4. But everybody I've talked to said that game is phenomenal. Yep, I saw it at PAX. I don't know many years ago, and they had a little booth, and I was like, "This art's amazing. What is this game?" And yeah, I have, I have yeah. one of the, I have like a little postcard that I think only like fifty or sixty people have. And anyways, I'm gonna play it. I have been putting it off because of, excuse me, burps and reasons, and. <sighs> Yeah, I now we got to put the explicit sticker on this podcast. Come on, dude. We've already swore. What are you talking about? I mean, bodily functions takes it to a whole new level. Oh, that's true. We're talking about ageism, bodily functions, May December romance. Okay, uh, <laughs> I like. I swear it's a real phrase, dude. It's real. I, I don't even believe you, Reggie. Uh, saying that was cool. Uh, Disco Elysium winning is cool. We'll go through the rest of the winners right at the end of this. I only have a few more notes. Uh, a few more notes is League of Legends announced new games. Uh, I don't care too much. But don't one, care at all. But one was a single-player game, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, Endless World, my game, the one we talked about in last episode, got two trailers during the Game Awards. What? Are you kidding me? What How? What and how? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you, are you talking about the clicker? Yeah, my game. I was it like... The the clicker the idol game you talked about last yes, episode had two it got trailers two fucking trailers and the How whole in game the world's that even pos- that's not even possible it's probably Carl's is you know you, you want to trust in my judgment okay basically I'm foretelling the future and people should just listen sometimes that's all I'm saying I, that blows me away dude it blew me away too I just yelled at the screen I was like that's my game um, <laughs> also it reminded me that I didn't tell you last time that you turned into a werewolf in that game. That's like the best part. You left it out. I know. And it was in the trailer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell Brad. You turned into a werewolf. Lycanthropy uh, should always be the first item on your list, dude. It will be now. <laughs> if it, uh, And second on my list is May to December. May, December yeah, romance. Yeah. That's right. They did Tweet of the Year, which is interesting. Um, no one really seemed to care. And they did it. And no one clapped and whatever. But what was the Tweet of the Year? It was that one where Mario's jumping through all those like crazy fireball, like, uh, things in that weird Mario Maker level. I forgot what he said in it. It's just this is the, right, you the, lost me. I'm this is similar. <laughs> it's similar to the Independent Game Award. Move and on, and who was the, who was the winner? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, this is the worst. Then it ended the worst way. Now I love I love the whole show. There, Hold there are many potential worse. You're going to have to narrow down a little I, bit. I'm going to tell you. I, I hands down love the show. I'm only positive about it. I want it to happen every year. Very happy. It always gets me excited. Uh, and I'll t- talk about some demos they uh, released, which was really cool. And I think part of this process of the Game Awards will be more interactive as we go on. But this was the worst way to end it. Because they just announced, they brought out two in-quote stars, which was Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious movies. Sure. And they announced a Fast and Furious game that looked not good like it looked like <laughs> it looked like playstation 3 graphics like oh man it was really weird like, i was like what what are they doing why are they showing this and then vin diesel was like you know like supposed to be the ending like that he was there and everything yeah and i i could care no less possible to care what <laughs> is that does that mean you liked it or you didn't like it uh i don't know what i just said i don't know what you said either i was just so upset <laughs> That, that regular words didn't come out. That Vin Diesel just really disturbed you, huh? I couldn't care less is what I meant to say. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I could no care of the less of no cares. No, not, okay, so not a Vin Diesel fan. Well, and also the game looked 
rubbish and bad. also yeah why do you end on that there's they had, like talked about ghost of shishima like you could talk about anything else they already did in the show so weird yeah. ending weird ending um i will say this though to kind of finalize they talked about demos being released for a bunch of games on steam as part of the show and i thought that was really cool so i went and actually played a few of them and i can tell you about them but i, I like that idea of like the show being interactive where yeah this is available now so go play it or because we're in this kind of like window of almost like you think about E3, like during E3, a bunch of events happen because it's the week of E3. And so it's like the game awards moments happening. So we're going to give you these demos to try out or this game is free or this game is cheap or something. So did they they release anything on the consoles or was it just steam only? It was just steam only, which is Uh, yeah. Right. So I wouldn't mind that being both next year. That'd be cool if it was both next year. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, okay. I mean, how many how many demos did you play? Uh, I can, I mean, I can give you like one line things, but I played like three. Okay, give us the one line thing. Uh, the one line thing is skatebird. You play as a little bird on a skateboard, like Tony Hawk. What else do you need to know? Not much, but there's a lot of bugs in it, and I found all of them, and Aww. it's hilarious and it's broken. But it's going to be really funny. Is it supposed to be buggy? Is this like Goat Simulator or whatever? Or is it not supposed to be? It's buggy? not supposed to be the buggy the way I did. But it is okay. going to be a little bit hokey. Because you are like flapping your wings. Like as you come down from like a kickflip or something. It's yeah. ridiculous. But such an interesting idea. I'm into it. It looks really cute. I mean, a little bird on a skateboard. Who wouldn't be into it? Who wouldn't? Um, terrible people. Uh, Earth. Uh, Elon Musk probably doesn't like it. Oh, jeez. Fuck that guy. November to December, romance. I don't know what I It's May, December. <laughs> Eastward. Eastward I've been waiting for for a while. I've been actually following this game. And the demo was very cool and pretty long. And it's got this... It's a top-down, kind of earthboundy walking this around. This is the one from the guys that made... That put out Stardew Valley, right? Or it's one of those but same people? Chucklefish published Chucklefish. it again. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they publish it, but they just, they're working with a lot of like great developers. Um, man, I mean, I just, I really enjoy it. You play as two characters. They both can do attacks and fight monsters and, you know, go through puzzles and stuff. And you can actually switch between the two. So one can be way over on the other side of the screen and do like puzzles. Then you switch back to the other character. But it's just really what, the, what's so fascinating is the look of it. It's almost got a VHS look to it. I don't know what that means, but it, it kind of does. And the art style is just really cool. Go check out Eastward. The demo, I think, is still available by the time you hear this. And I cannot wait for that game. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I've had my eye on that for a while, but it kind of disappeared off the radar, so I'm glad to see it come back. Yeah. And then the other one, I forgot what the name was. Oh, no, I didn't write it down. Oh, no. There's a, <laughs> there's a game where you – it's something knife, and you play with like a, a 2D character running through this really spooky kind of world, and it's about picking up items – uh, fighting monsters with your different like weapons. You know, we have like five slots. Oh man, that what? sounds like every game. Oh dude. okay, okay, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> the art style was really cool. The art style was cool though. Uh, I really remember liking the art style. I think it's called Eat Knife or Knife something. Eat Knife, man. Okay, that can't be right. I'm gonna, that can't be right. I want to Google Eat Knife now and see what happens. That put safe search on. So who does safe? I don't even do safe search, dude. I mean, for that you might want to. Eating knife. There are two basic methods for. <laughs> well, uh, there are, there are two basic methods for eating with a knife. <laughs> number one, don't stab yourself in the mouth. The American involves having your fork in your left 
and your knife in your right when cutting your food. What the American version? What's the What's the other version? Um, the un-American version. <laughs> it, I guess so, and they don't tell you. Oh, they just leave you hanging like that. That's not cool. Oh, it's different in England and Europe, I guess. They switch the hands. Switch the or? hands, maybe. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, we are way off topic. Anywho, there's another game that's cool, and it's a knife in it, and I'll put it in the show notes or something. <laughs> and there's items and monsters, and we'll figure out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, some, right. some of the other demos are great, so check them all out. They're on Steam. I think they're still available by the time of this recording, and I want more of that from the Game Awards. But um, in general, I had a great time with it. Right on, right on. Well, I'm glad it exists. I will probably go back and watch it tomorrow. I think I probably will have enough time to watch it tomorrow. Uh, I meant to get to it tonight, but just, I, you know, life reasons, things happen. Yep. Uh, but I think I think we I think we dove into it. I think that uh, was a pretty good summation. Thank you so much for all of your careful note taking, Carlos. Hey, really you're welcome. Ah. Absolutely. Um, in the few minutes that we have left, we're a little bit over time right now. I know we plan to do this uh, as a short episode, but we've got a few minutes left. Um, let's just put pause on the game stuff. Let's let's sit down with the man, the legend, the Carlos Rodella. Now, dude, I know you. We've known each other for a long time. I don't remember how we originally. Do you remember how we met for, for very first time? Uh, Twitter, maybe possibly twitter probably oh you know what you know what i remember okay so yeah i think we were on twitter i was you were doing a you were trying to get me to come on your podcast like way back in the day and you were like gonna be at pax and you're like you should come meet me at pax and i'm like oh this guy's crazy he might be a psycho he's gonna kill me in a back alley or something (laughs) but you're like come to my booth we're gonna have tacos and i'm like oh Oh, tacos that was big fish yeah 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 yeah. you were still at big fish at that time big fish games and so I, uh, I uh, phoned a friend. I had witnesses in the crowd. I went to go meet you, make sure no one would abduct me. And you turned out to be an okay guy. And we had tacos, and it was all good. So I think that was how it was, just like a Twitter meetup. But we've known each other for a while, and uh, we did end up doing a bunch of podcasts. Uh, like uh, we said earlier, you ran the Video Game Break show, which was a great show, and I guested on that show many, many times. And then you moved on. You did some other stuff. You do lots of video stuff. You do lots of tons of podcasts you do lots of editing and everything so i guess carlos with that in mind like what like like tell us who you are what you're about what's your background what do you like just what do you think people would like to know about you if they don't know you from any of your past endeavors well my blood type is a b um i'm a libra no I'm just, i don't know what my blood type is uh, <laughs> <laughs> um no i think what's interesting is you met me in 2014 essentially 2014, 2015, when I came back to Seattle, I had been in San Francisco for six years before that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So my real, in quotes, career got started in San Francisco, which is about 2009. Like before that, I worked at Amazon.com for a bunch of years, maybe like five and a half. And it wasn't the Amazon that it is today. It was just like a small company. And that was a beginning of my foray into like companies and, and working in, you know, bigger places. But then at some point, I did music for a while and just like did tours and I love being in bands and stuff like that. And I was kind of lost, you know, and you just get kind of lost in life. And I found uh, all these great shows on the internet. Uh, the Totally Rad Show, Jeff Kanata, who I got to meet at some point, and a ton of stuff that was beyond Revision 3, which is a really great channel for videos. And while in Seattle and kind of doing music, I decided to go down to San Francisco because that's where everybody was making the videos. So that's really where I got started because before anything, Video Game Break and uh, us and all the stuff I did here with Big Fish, I basically made thousands of videos 
I think it is like in the thousands in San Francisco with a bunch of different companies. So the first one was called Mevio, and some of your listeners might remember that company, but we did everything, right? We were like a TV network for video. And the very beginning of this kind of phase of it happening, like early YouTube. And Revision 3 was a company that did something similar where they were making just tons of entertainment, uh, documentary stuff, comedy, music, and we were doing the same thing. And our company, by the way, was co-owned by, um, uh, what the fuck? Oh, my goodness. I'm, oh, Adam Curry. Oh, from MTV? Yeah, from MTV, yeah. Wait, wow, that's a deep cut. I don't know if anybody listening to the show even knows who that is, but well, he was a, a, a VJ on MTV back in the day when all they did was show videos, which they is not w- even a thing anymore. Yeah, but they will know him because he's also part of the No Agenda podcast, and I, I know that's still going, so I think there's a lot of people who listen to that podcast. Okay. He was actually the beginning. Uh, he was one of the first few people to make podcasts ever, like ever. Hmm. Yeah, it, you can look it up. Like, he calls himself the father of the podcast, which I would always like give him shit for because uh, I was like, okay, calm down, dude. But he did really do some of the first stuff. And our, our network that we were on was called Podbean, and it was one of the first podcast networks ever. So, yeah, I remember, I remember Podbean. Yeah, yeah so our, our company basically was like born out of Podbean. And so I did that for a long time, maybe a couple years, two, three years. And we, again, did everything you could think of. And that's where I really got into doing more of these shows where I would go to all the different tech shows or video game shows. And then I worked for GameSpot. And that was a really big thing for me because I got to go cover everything you could think of and interview people like Snoop Dogg and Adam West and, um, you know, just kind of like celebrities as well as tons of coverage of shows. And, and then I did my own show called Screen Tear, which was probably my most successful show so far. And yeah, San Francisco was where I really came into the idea of doing video, working with video games, um, doing social media stuff, and kind of putting them all together to become what I am now, which is essentially I make videos, I do editing, I do podcasting, and I do social media. That is quite a history in and out of uh, the industry. Um, that is a lot. Is a lot of hats you wore uh, to get to where you are now. I didn't even tell you um, about all the hats either. Literally, that's just, that's just some of the hats. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, of the hats. yeah. Well, okay, so that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good little um, taste of where you are or where you were in terms of like work and stuff. But let's talk about the man. Let's talk about Carlos Ooh, when hello. he's not at work. Um, right. So I guess this is a games podcast. Like, what do you like? as far as like what kind of games do you like to play what are your favorite games give us some like give us some games that say something about carlos oh yeah i was gonna say this because i thought of this today um the reason why i haven't started control is because i started uh star ocean first departure r which is the remake of star ocean the very first star ocean and why i started that game up is it's what i really love i love just playing a rpg that's no nonsense that's about leveling up and just I know that next sword's going to be a little stronger right I know that if I get to the next experience level I'll be able to get these other skills I'll mainly do melee so my happy place is melee RPG RPG like if I have a two-handed sword and I can level that up and I can level up my skills and you know my strength can go to 100 that's Carlos's happy place when it comes to video games 
So if that is your favorite happy place, your favorite genre, what are like the the tops of that genre for you? Like what are your some of your all time favorites? You know, this doesn't have to be a definitive list. I'm not going to hold you to this, but like just off the top of your head, like what are some games that you have loved that if people know those games, they will get a better picture of you? Well, I talk about it almost every podcast, I feel like, or relate games to it, but Earthbound. And that is, you know, not in that same sense of traditional RPG, but it's just because it's wacky and I like weird, wacky games. Earthbound's a perfect example. I think that's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, RPG-wise, though, it can it can extend outside of, like, traditional turn-based combat. I do like the action-oriented uh, combat, too, as long as I can do melee. So, like, Witcher 3, Skyrim, right? Those games I spent 300, 400 hours in or something crazy. Uh, so I'm a big fan of those. Turn-based old-school RPGs, I mean, we could just go through the list, right? Like, anything that's, like, a Chrono Trigger, anything that's, like... Um, slightly action RPG or turn-based RPG that's really basic and I can do melee. That's what I like. Uh, you know, I, and then there's so many I could list. But well, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. You've brought it up a few times so far. Why the fixation on melee? What is it about melee that you like? Or maybe what is it about magic and or guns that you don't like? Or why is it that you're such a melee guy? It's interesting because in the game that we're working on now um, at work, Scavengers, I always play melee, and people are like, "Why is he, he? He never does anything else besides that." And I can shoot. I can. I'm an okay, you know, uh, shooting type game person, but I like the tactileness of it. I also like never being out of ammo. Man, do I hate that idea of like not being able to attack. I just hate that idea of reloading and ammo altogether. I just like. It's almost like I think it's probably just because it's inherently in me. I'm Native American. If I had to like go fight monsters or, you know, an evil bad guy or something, I would want just something in my hand and be able to take him out. I like melee. I I think I personally like it. And I don't think I explained why I like it just now. (laughs) Well, that's kind of interesting because I kind of am on the same page. I don't always choose a melee character, but in a game you know like uh if i ever play like a medieval type game or like a dark souls type of game or something i usually stay away from magic because for that exact same reason of like i don't want to have to rely on a magic spell and then all of a sudden i'm like out of magic points or i'm out of mana or something like that so i always you know you always have like a sword nearby and unless it's one of those games where the sword um degrades over time you're usually you know you're good to go no matter what so that's interesting that uh you have that fear of like running out of ammo i share that same fear so i kind of feel you on that point yeah and i think that in general like you know, I grew up with D&D as well, and I always early on created a character with a sword, and it was kind of par for the course. And a lot of the PC games I played back then, like Pools of Radiance and these really, it, it was all this advanced Dungeons & Dragons uh, PC games. They called them the gold boxes, and they were, like, really formative for me. And I always picked the, I think, you know, melee character back then. So it's just something I that relates to. I, I like the ease of use, and I like the kind of just... I know what this is. Like if I attack you with this thing and I, it does this much damage, it's probably going to work and I'll be able to roll out of the way and maneuver. I'm not like beholden to my magic uh, power points or whatever, you know, each right, game has. Right, right. I'm not, I'm not uh, beholden to the, the ammo or if the shot hit the person. I'm like, no, I'm just going to go up to you and hit you in the head with this thing and I'll feel confident that way. So I think, yeah, throughout all time, I've been playing games like that. 
Excellent, excellent. Well, dude, we are almost out of time. Um, we have to wrap it up a little bit early for this, but I do want to ask you one more question before we go. One more thing that I think will help the listeners get a little bit better picture of who Carlos Rodella is. Um, so bear with me on this one. It's a little bit weird, uh, but let's say that tomorrow aliens descend on the planet Earth from out of the blue. Who knows where they're from? Uh, don't know what their background is, but they, they come down to Earth in their ship and they say, Carlos, we have selected you. Uh, we're going to ask you a question. Out of wheat, rice, or corn, you can choose one of these and the other two is going to be permanently vanished from the Earth. Which one do you choose and why? Wait, are they nice aliens? Why are they They're doing not threatening this? you. They're just threatening the crops. So you got you, you got to pick between wheat, rice, and corn. One can stay. Two got to go forever. Is this some sort of psychological test? You tell me. No, I think it is. That's what Did you're you flip the me. turtle over in the desert? Why didn't you? Yeah, I think you're trying to get inside the brain all here. Okay, well, I think that's easy. Okay. Um, and I can tell you why. It's probably not brown rice, right? It's just like... It's like it's like all rice. And that includes, like, things that are made with rice. And, like, you know, like, all corn and things that are made with corn. So, like, think about your, you know, one of those grains. And, all you know, like, like corn chips come from corn. And, like, uh, you know, rice, rice cakes come from rice and stuff. So, like, think about that. Like, all the, uh, anything you can make with rice, corn, or wheat... Two of those things got to go. One can stay. What stays? Yeah, I think I got to keep wheat. You got to keep wheat? Okay, wow. Why'd you pick wheat? Well, because it, it's whole grain wheat, right? Whole grain yeah. wheat is part of it, right? So that's really good for you, and it's actually good for me right now. I've been trying to eat a lot more of it. Um, it You know, there's carbs, and there's a whole thing to think about with that. But A, people don't process corn very well, all right? Okay, okay. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a fact, and there's too many things in this country that are made with corn and corn products. And also, if you poop... You know, sometimes there's still corn in there. <laughs> so I, I'm bringing it there because you asked. Again with the explicit tag. Okay, double explicit <laughs> this time. There's burbs. There's talks about corn in your poop. It's just true. And also there's just too much corn, I think, in our diet. So corn's out. Okay, corn's out. And rice, it's a close one because I really do like brown rice and white rice and all the rice derivatives. But I know that wheat is can be healthier for you if it's the right type of wheat. So, And there's so much you can make with wheat. It's got to be wheat. Interesting, interesting. I have asked that question of many people, and I, I think honestly, you were the first person that has ever said wheat, which is really, really fascinating. Ding, so, ding, 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 ding. What does ding, that mean? Ding. Uh, I mean, it means you like wheat. Oh, you had no ulterior motive for that that question? No, just straight up question. Just want to know what you would pick. I'm, I'm sure that the listeners are just fascinated. Well, if you write down the word wheat and then put some ink on it and then fold that piece of paper in half, it does make the shape of something that you were thinking when you answered that question. Ah, uh, okay. So, and that is an absolute lie. But thank you absolutely for Absolutely a lie, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I guess this is going to do it for this episode of So Video Games. Thank you all for joining us for this weird, unscripted, I, impromptu, off-the-cuff show. I don't think they know me any better. <laughs> I'm just I think they know you a little bit better. I'm listening back to better. all that. I'm like, I don't know what I even said. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Anyway, we will get many, many more chances to get to know who Carlos Rodell is, but I thought that would be a good little detour to talk to you for a minute. And, you know, we did talk a lot about the Game Awards, which I think was very interesting and timely. Next week, dear listeners, we're going to be back to our usual uh, schedule. We'll have a, a slew of games to talk about, and we will deliver the goods as we normally do. But for now, uh, you know the deal. You can reach us, uh, whatever. You know where to guess. So video games podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a comment at Game Critics once the show goes up there. Tweet us at So Video Games. Uh, Carlos, where can people reach you? Oh, the Game Jolt, uh, because I was going to say this, I, I, I teased it earlier. Game Jolt, uh, J O L T dot com slash 
at sign Onawa, O-N-A-W-A. So that's gamejolt.com slash at sign O-N-A-W-A. I'm going to start putting updates to the game I'm working on, which is what I alluded to earlier. Okay. On the page, because they let you do like little posts and like screenshots and stuff like that. And so I'm also going to embed little YouTube videos coming up soon of like me, like, you know, knocking my head against things I can't get done and like little dev diaries of, uh, of, of the creation process of this 2D game. Excellent. So there you go, folks. If you want to see a whole new aspect of Carlos that we don't get to cover on the show very much, go check him out over at Game Jolt. I'm sure that'll be interesting. You've already made a couple games, so I'm, I'm curious to see how you uh, grow and change as a developer. I'm sure we can talk about that more. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Excellent, excellent. As for me, you can always hit me up the same places, uh, Twitter and Instagram, mostly Twitter. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks again for this weird, off-the-cuff, uh, non-standard show. We will be back next week with a regular show. But in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And a beep-boop-beep-boop beep, beep, from Carlos. Because it's robot speak. Uh-huh.